0: Hello and welcome to the podcast, the Nature and Countryside podcast from BBC Countryfile magazine. My name is Fergus Collins and I'm the host of the podcast and editor of the magazine. And welcome to a very special bonus episode. As regular listeners will know, my podcast team and I love to capture the sounds of nature and the countryside whenever we're out adventuring and then bring it to you wherever you're listening. So when I discovered our friends at BBC Radio 3 were planning an entire week's live recording in Yorkshire for The Breakfast Show, I was particularly delighted to be invited to chat with presenter Petroc Trelawney and find out how he and his team were creating a show blending music and landscape out in the wilds. The week-long show is called The Yorkshire River Journey, but I'll let Petroc fill you in on all the thrilling details. Well, Petroc Trelawney, welcome to the Country Farm Magazine podcast. Uh, Very nice to see you. And it's very exciting because you are, well, you are the presenter of Breakfast on BBC Radio 3. But next week's show, starting on the 12th of July, is a very different breakfast by the sound of things. You're, you're leaving the studio and heading out into our territory, the countryside. So three years ago, Radio 3 had a focus
1: on forests, so much music romantic music in particular, linked to the darkness of forests, the idea of being lost in the woods, the fear, the joy of being protected by a forest. So we decided we would set off and go around five forests, one in Northern Ireland, one in Scotland, one in Wales, two in the UK. And we got a phenomenal response from listeners. And actually, funnily enough, the thing that got the most response was when I shut up, we didn't play any music, and we just listened to the sound of where we were, whether it was wind blowing through the trees, whether it was water flowing in a river, uh, whether it was birds or animals, people were absolutely entranced by the fact they were listening to nature and listening to nature absolutely live as it was happening. So we thought, let's do it again. And two years ago we took ourselves down the river seven we found the source of the river seven high up in the welsh hills uh, there was a magical moment when i sort of thought goodness if i put my foot my wellington uh, booted feet into this tiny stream would i stop the flow of the river seven it's that magical <laughs> thought of, yeah, yeah. of rivers growing yeah. and growing in weight and weight and power and we ended up down uh on the bay in cardiff looking out over the bristol channel you know where this tiny stream becomes a a a huge force of water flowing out into the sea so we decided last year we would do it again with a couple of rivers in yorkshire uh covid got in the way we put the plans in a drawer and we've got them out now
0: so it's a yorkshire river journey um starts monday next week where are you going to start then where's your source Well, the source of the River Yore is
1: where we're starting. Uh, So we're going to go up on on Saturday and and do a big trek because it's quite a long walk from a lay-by on a B road up to the source. I've got my walking boots ready. We'll go and find that. We can't get one of our satellite trucks up there because it's really off-road. A lot of rocky outcrops and and thick springy muss to to navigate underfoot. So we're going to broadcast on the first day from Acegarh Falls, which is a glorious part of Wensley Day. Um, I'm so looking forward to being back there. My my mum used to be obsessed with with North Yorkshire and Wensleydale and Swaledale in particular. And I remember going on holiday with her when I was very young, when I was five or six, six and seven, and going and exploring that part of Yorkshire. So it's going to be it's going to be very good to be back. It's been a long time since I was there. And um, we're going to have some some local music. We're going to explore the tradition of Wensleydale dances. We'll hear the the flowing river. Lots of Yorkshire composers to feature and. I think it'll be a, a a lovely way to start with the with the sort of youthful river. It's nice to think of rivers, isn't it, in terms of kind of children and then
0: teenagers, young adults, and and finally coming to to full maturity. So I listened to your breakfast show this morning, and it's a lovely blend of. It's the only show I can listen to and work as an editor. Um, how is it going to work with you up on up in the hills? Um, are you you going to go from sounds of nature to sort of playing? playing a piece of music that's yeah. as you say from from the area or yeah from, so a, from a mixture the... actually you know we'll have our
1: normal musical mix in there of of old music new music we'll have contemporary classical music we'll have music that's that's five six hundred years old uh technically i'm there it's a tiny team it's me a producer uh, uh one of our brilliant studio managers who who are just so skilled at, at Putting microphones in the right places so you get that full sound of nature, and we'll we'll have one engineer with a, a, a satellite and a small truck, so we've got our link back to to broadcasting house, uh, and and we'll we'll just sort of listen. We'll 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 have a, a a little bit of descriptive word poetry. I hope we'll have lots of lots of music, both music on disc and music played live with us on location, and it it, it sort of the whole thing pulled together in a a studio and broadcasting house to to be transmitted to the nation. But it's sort of, it's actually quite simple radio. I mean, it's funny, it's the centenary of the BBC next year. And actually these sort of outside broadcasts going out and and listening and, and reflecting different parts of the UK, hearing local stories, hearing local accents, hearing local tales and local sounds, something the BBC was doing right back
0: at the beginning. Well, the technology now makes it much, much easier, as you'd imagine. Well, as, as someone who does a record outside for our own podcast, as we call it, um, wind and rain are the hideous enemies of beautiful sounds. How are you going to cope with, I know you said you've got all the, the gear and you've got yeah. these great people. It's, uh, you've obviously got a lot better gear than I have how are you how will you cope if it's if it's blowing a gale up there
1: well you know there's a wonderful yeah. bit of wonderful bit of kit called a rycote uh, which is a, a sort of microphone shield uh, and it turns you know a, a broadcast microphone generally is what sort of uh, uh, 8 9 inches long probably a couple of inches couple of inches wide everyone knows what they look like but you you can mount them in this kind of cage uh, which is then covered in in what looks a bit like the the fleece of a sheep uh and uh, and that does a very very good job in keeping the wind out uh i've got all my wet weather gear Ready. We've got lots of uh, of plastic wrappings to cover up the the equipment in. We did when we when we broadcast from Wales a couple of years back. We we uh, bought a, a gazebo uh, to take with us because we thought that would be great. That would give us cover, uh, and we put it up at about half past five in the morning, quarter past six. I was in there uh, uh, just making a few notes on my my computer and suddenly there's a gust of wind and the gazebo was gone and sort of ended up in a thousand a thousand pieces which we, we had to pick up after the program and i remember going to uh going to a, a recycling center can't quite remember <laughs> where it was in a welsh town to to get rid of said gazebo so we've given up on things like that
0: yeah sure it's welsh weather yorkshire weather's probably pretty similar i'd say um so you're getting up really early in the morning. Uh, it's a six six am start. Six thirty, we're on air. Six thirty, right? Six thirty. So so there's a, a march up up the Ewer Valley for six 30 start where do you head after that i mean i'm impressed i'm impressed with the early start but yeah um, day well day
1: we'll head straight after the program to find somewhere to give us a decent breakfast i think uh that's always the joy of being out and about you feel completely justified afterwards in having a a full yorkshire breakfast uh we're going to go to uh to jervo abbey uh on uh tuesday uh, which is one of those glorious ruined abbeys uh uh Still pretty close to the River Yare, and I think we've got lots of sheep around us there. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to move on to Newby Hall, which is a gorgeous Georgian house, uh, not far from Ripon. Uh, where, well, it has a great story because the, the the owners of the house back in the 18th century did the the great. European tour and brought back all sorts of treasures from from Italy and other places in Europe, and used the river to to bring to bring the the, the souvenirs the rather special souvenirs they'd purchased back to the house so I think there'll be some good stories to to tell there and they 've got these absolutely gorgeous very carefully planned gardens that that go down from the the the, the simple splendor of the Georgian house down to uh, the river yore of course it 's not long after that that it becomes the ooze, uh, the the two rivers running into each other and and running a, total length of, of very nearly 130 miles before the the ooze as it is flows into the humber uh, we're going to be in york on thursday which is obviously the biggest city uh, on the ooze and we're going to visit uh, the, the bishop's palace in york which is right on the banks of the river and we're going to broadcast live from york minster we've got a fabulous violinist coming in to play live oh, for us you'll be inside the york minster we'll be inside this, right? outside and on top of the minster so we're, we're going to move around a bit um obviously the choirs will be in there practicing so we need to give them. From space. So we'll be in different locations within the Minster, We're going to hopefully climb climb onto the roof of the Minster. And we've got one of the brilliant, famous team of stonemasons they have working at the Minster to, to come and do us a demonstration of stone making. So I think we'll be outside uh, for that. And we've got the Archbishop of York who's going to read one of his poems uh, overlooking the ewes at the, the Bishop's Palace.
0: Beautiful. Well, and so do you have to put on a particularly long playing piece so you can get up to the t- top?
1: Yes. Well, it's, it, it's not so much the it's not so much the the, the physical journey up there; it's getting one's breath back uh, yeah. at the top, so you're sort of <laughs> capable of, of broadcasting. But uh, that's the joy of classical music. Ten minute pieces are quite short by our standards, so there's there's
0: generally time. Perfect. Uh, I mean, it's it's a journey wholly in Yorkshire. Uh, you mentioned Yorkshire composers and artists. Mm. Um, for those who aren't familiar with you know, Yorkshire composers, who, who, who would you recommend as a as a? I mean, who who would you feature as a as a Yorkshire composer?
1: Well, we're ge- we're going to finish in in on Spurn Head, uh, looking out to to the north sea that remarkable uh, spit of, of land that, that stretches halfway across the mouth mm-hmm. of the Humber and Anthony Hedges who's a, a, a was a fabulous light music composer uh, based in Hull has written wonderful music about Spurn and also about the Humber bridge so we're going to stop and look at the Humber bridge i mean one of the one of the, the great things about about rivers is of course they challenge and have challenged for 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 well really several thousand years engineers and architects to work out ways of crossing them uh, and of course the Humber Bridge is a, a great example of that Yorkshire has some wonderful railway uh, 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 architecture railway viaducts crossing rivers of course there's the Tees Transporter Bridge uh, which links North Yorkshire with County Durham uh, which I think is the only working transporter bridge left in the country which I'm wondering if we can fit in a slight detour to, uh, to have a go on that when the cars go up in gondolas and, 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 and cross the river but so, so there's Antony. Anthony Hedges. So we'll definitely hear from, from Anthony Hedges. Uh, there's John Hebden, who was a great 18th century Yorkshire composer uh, from Spofforth <coughs> in the days when uh, uh, local musical societies were very much to the fore in, in towns that had a bit of money. And, and they often had their own composer-conductors associated with them, and Hebden uh, was one of those. There's George Dyson, um, most celebrated, I suppose, for his, his choral music. Uh, he's a was a son of Halifax, which, of course, has a, a legendary choral society, which we will doubtless uh, hear from. And I know we're going to hear from Gavin Bryers as well, contemporary musician who was born in, in Goul And Goul's one of the places we're going to visit. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put something in from Goul I think, on Friday's programme from, from Spurn Head. Because that's, that's the other thing that really interests me about Rivers is their sort of the way they... they, they Drove economies and drove industry you know ghoul uh, was still is a busy port, but it was a phenomenally busy port a hundred years ago with with two hundred years ago with with regular departures to, to Kent and to Essex and to Newcastle and across the North sea to to, to to mainland Europe Selby too I mean Selby is is fifty miles inland from the North Sea, but it used to be a very busy location for shipbuilding and for, for exporting, all thanks to to the river system of, of Yorkshire, which enabled this Inland town
0: to be connected to the to the sea. So, will you be trying to get some of those sounds of not just the sounds of nature, but the sounds of commerce and and engineering, the sort of clanking of trains on the Humber Bridge type thing or cars? I, th- I
1: think I think that I think we definitely will because it, it's part of it's part of the story, isn't it? I mean, it, it's 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 absolutely it, it, it's a mixture, isn't it, of a completely natural environment that we'll see on Spurn and we'll see on, on Wednesday, the source of the river, and then these places where humans have very gently played with the the areas around rivers by building glorious houses or building spectacular bridges or establishing villages or communities, and then areas where they've absolutely harnessed the power of water for mercantile purposes and perhaps not worried too much about what the the legacy of what they've created looks like. But it's
0: it's another thing you have to explore. It's another part of the history and the purpose of rivers. I love this blending of music landscape, history. It's going to be fantastic. I was wondering whether, so a lot of uh, you know, this lovely blend of history, landscape, music, and nature. Um, and a lot of people get that from music. They find that sort of escape, that sense of uh, open beauty. Um, a lot of our listeners, a lot of our readers of Country fire Magazine, they are very familiar with the popular, you know, with Vaughan Williams, epic music that takes you out into, that, that evokes landscape. I was wondering whether there were other pieces that you could introduce our listeners and, and readers to that could, that also has that quality. That sort of.
1: Yeah, I mean, music is a, a wonderful way of taking you on a journey to places, whether you actually go or whether you listen and and imagine and, and, and perhaps remember travels in the past. I think a lot of people have found during this time of COVID lockdown, when we haven't been able to travel, that a very good way of of thinking about places and evoking places is to listen, is to listen to music. I would recommend Malcolm Arnold's Cornish dances as a, a wonderful evocation of my uh, Cornish homeland. You really get a sense of the the difference between the the Channel coast and the Atlantic coast. Bodmin Moor, fishing villages, market towns. Uh, Doreen Carwithen uh, wrote a a wonderful Suffolk suite, which I think brilliantly encapsulates uh, that county in music. I think that Mendelssohn's Scottish Symphony. I mean, there you have a place absolutely seen through. The Eyes of a Tourist. I mean, Mendelssohn was doing his own grand tour, but coming from the continent uh, to uh, to England and then on to Scotland. And he, he kept wonderful diaries, which are really worth reading. And he was a very clever sketcher as well very good sketches of his of his of his journey through scotland so i think the scottish symphony and and fingal's cave as well perhaps a more obvious uh, suggestion benjamin britten's music really has a sense of of east anglia and particularly the east anglian coast about it so i think I think there is a lot of a, a lot of, of of British music that that really does evoke particular places Peter Maxwell Davis and and, and a lot of his works really inspired by Orkney uh, he was a, a, a composer from Salford originally but he he spent many many years of his life and did some of his most creative work while living on the island of Hoy, uh one of the the islands in the orkney archipelago and it's it's never very far from his music so i think i think there are a few suggestions but th- there are plenty more to dig around and and and, and find and, and you will find works
0: that immediately take you somewhere i i, I think there's a podcast a perfect podcast of yeah. walking and music Blend blended together i mean rather like what you're doing but a sort of introduction no, I think, to the countryside through music
1: i think that's right i
0: mean whether you want to i know a lot of
1: people who walk listening to music um you know and a, a lot of people we have a lot of listeners on breakfast who uh, uh go out for a walk first thing and take radio three with them uh via bbc sounds on their their phones listening on on headphones and 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 say so they find it you know a, a fabulous way to to start the day. I think it can be something something rather magical, you know, on a, on a walk, listening to a, a Beethoven piano sonata or listening to a, a great symphony. I think you want to blend it a bit, don't you? So you, you listen to this glorious music out in the field, but you also stop and
0: take your headphones off and, and listen to the sounds of nature and the sounds of what's around you. Don't miss the bird song, definitely. Quite. <laughs> you, you obviously, you listen, you play music, you listen to music. Is there a piece that you just can't live without? Is there something that in all, everything you've listened to, that you just would have to have it on the desert island with you? <laughs> and uh
1: be very hard to choose one. Um, I think if there was one, it would probably be uh, Beethoven's Waldstein Piano Sonata, which I think is just the most glorious, glorious piece of, of, of music. And every time I listen to it, it reveals something new to me. So I think I would, I would make that my number one choice. But I would probably want... Billy Budd or Peter Grimes by, by Benjamin Britten. Uh, I think I would want some, definitely want some Bach, you know, maybe, uh, uh, well, perhaps the Gilbo variations or maybe the Bach solo violin sonatas. Um, I think I would want a Mozart opera or two. Uh, I think I want some Shostakovich with me as well, because I, I find his, his music and it's, it's evocation of, of a period of, of, of life, his life in in Soviet Russia, living in, in in a lot of his life in constant fear of of being arrested by the authorities and, and sent off to Siberia or possibly worse. There's something about that that gives his music an extraordinary energy, an extraordinary visceral excitement to it. Uh, but I, it's yeah, it's a game we all play, isn't it? What what would the eight tracks be that we would take to our to our desert island? And uh, I think I would
0: have a very 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 long, long list before I was able to whittle it down to, to the final eight. Thank you. That's great. I mean, and, and from favourite music, we, we, we're talking about the countryside. Mm. Uh, you, are you're, you're, you're Cornish or from Cornwall, a proud Cornishman. Absolutely. Um, is Cornwall your place of refuge or is there somewhere where, you know, to escape, to get away from the, the stresses of the world? Yeah. A lot of the people. Lot of the countryside exists for that and many other things. Yes. Where, where do you go?
1: Well, very, very definitely Cornwall. Uh, very definitely Cornwall. And uh, I've just been there, actually. I'm, I'm writing a book about Cornwall at the moment. So I've been down there doing some, some, uh, some research. Uh, and I was, in fact, tracing the, the River Tamar. Uh, uh, a couple of weekends back, working my way up it uh, from the Tamar Bridge uh, at Saltash and the Royal Albert Railway Bridge, which which are well, such iconic bridges, people will be immediately able to to visualise what they look like. But actually, the, the Tamar is the border between Devon and Cornwall all the way up until you get four miles, just four miles from the Atlantic coast. So Cornwall is almost an island, and I managed to find the the, the source of the River Tamar, which was something very very exciting. I, I grew up on the Lizard Peninsula. Um, Right down the, the most southerly bit of, of, well, the most southerly bit of the of, of the British Isles, and um, as a result of that, I know that area incredibly well. We would go shopping in Truro or Penzance, but we sort of wouldn't go any further. Any any journey further than that would be, you know, to Plymouth, uh, which, when I was growing up, was the nearest place with a the theatre uh, and, and department or, or, or on to, to London or up country. So it's been very, very interesting for me exploring bits of Cornwall I don't know. I, I had never been. I'm ashamed to say, never been to Launceston. Uh, I'd actually been to Launceston in Tasmania long before I went to Launston in Cornwall. <laughs> um, yeah. I've never been to Foy before. I've only, I think, once been to. Hadstow before Butte I've never Been to so it's Been very interesting Exploring those Areas um, I love Bobman Moor. I Love the coast Path uh, around Cornwall Particularly the Coast path around The Lizard because That's an area That's, that's so familiar To me um, uh, I, I love Cornish woodland. I find myself dreaming quite often. We've got some woods near near where my family are on and the lizard and, and I, I find myself dreaming of of walking through the woods, ideally on a slightly damp morning or a morning after the rain when the, the, the leaves are heavy with water and it's a bit mulchy underfoot and you get fabulous fresh smells of the earth, maybe a bit of estuarine mud, uh, and you, you walk with the trees very low above you and then suddenly they break out into a great cathedral-like space. I mean, that's that's the sort of place I find myself... Often mentally when I'm sitting, you know, in in London and there are car horns blaring outside and police sirens and, and helicopters and things. Um I, I I love I love the city, but I, I
0: when I when I cross the Tamar Bridge my heart lifts a little fantastic what a lovely image of peace and and, uh, and refuge that we all we all need from time to time although not um,
1: not so much refuge this summer because uh, <laughs> uh cornwall is already very very busy and gearing up for i think what may be the busiest summer of all time i mean i hope that i hope that's going to be all right i think a lot of a lot of people i've been talking to in cornwall are a bit worried about this summer i think uh, just think that you know there are going to be literally too many people certainly you know there are uh, hardly any hotel rooms left, if any... I can't imagine there are any holiday lets left and I think a lot of people are just a bit worried a lot of people are going to go down there without, without places to stay that you know the infrastructure the roads the lanes I mean I was stuck in traffic on on Saturday it took me about an hour to go about three miles because the, the road was kept being blocked by enormously big caravans that just don't really work on those those Cornish lanes so we'll get through it of course but um, I, I, I hope that everybody both locals and and visitors will, will be able to sort of exist with a you know a feeling
0: of 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 respect and support over the summer because you know it it's all going to be busy i think down there yeah good words of warning i think um, i say yes it's probably don't everyone rush yeah, to call
1: and 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 i think you know that's not to say it won't be busy in in the lakes in pembrokeshire in in the yorkshire dales as well i think you know it is amazing how how it's great isn't it that not being able to go overseas or at least not being able to go overseas to many places and then very easily has made us Reconsider our own our own uh, 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 islands, and I think that's absolutely that's absolutely fantastic. And I, I hope this this can lead to a more sustainable uh, 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 tourist business in places like Cornwall and and Pembrokeshire and the Lakes, where you know it can be very heavily rooted at the moment on on summer seasons on on people being paid quite low wages on 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 short term jobs um you know it would be great if out of this can come something a bit
0: more sustainable for for people who make their living from tourism well, it's a terrific place to end. Yes. Hope for the countryside. Yeah. hope, hope Compromise between visitors and, and locals. And we have a, su- a summer of happiness, a bit of freedom. Well, we certainly yeah. deserve it. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Absolutely. And, uh, and and with your music to to enjoy if you, when you're stuck in those traffic jams. <laughs> <laughs> Petron, no traffic brilliant. jams on
1: the rivers of Yorkshire, I hope, next week.
0: No, no, no. And uh, look, ha- have a brilliant time there. I hope it all works perfectly. Look forward to tuning in. And... Uh, listeners can join you at Monday. 6.30 till
1: 9, Monday to Friday next week. Uh, But of course it works anytime on BBC Sounds. So So I know a lot of, it's interesting, a lot of people, um, it it seems to me, from looking at uh, how people listen on BBC Sounds, particularly with COVID and things, have have started setting their alarms a bit later and then listen to breakfast on their own. They have a late breakfast, but it works now with BBC (laughs) Sounds. It's great. You can breakfast whenever you want.
0: Brilliant. Um, Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fergus. So that was the great Petrock Trelawney talking about his exciting plans for a live Yorkshire River journey from the 12th to 16th of July on his breakfast show, BBC Radio 3. You can, of course, catch up with each episode on BBC Sounds if, like me, you struggle to be awake for 6.30, but I wish him and his team all the best and hope they have some decent weather. And our own Country Far magazine podcast will be back with a new season beginning on the 10th of August with a brilliant series of outdoor adventures. Look at histories and mysteries in the countryside. More on that soon. But for now, thanks so much for listening and goodbye.